Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The Guardian. Hi, this is Jordan Erica Weber. And I'm Danielle Stevens from The Guardian's digital culture podcast, Chips With Everything. Before we get stuck into this week's episode about why the hugely popular online video game Fortnite is facing lawsuits for allegedly copying dance moves, let's take a minute to tell you about Guardian Jobs, which is sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Now, most of the time, we only get to work together one day a week, but I always look forward to catching up with Jordan, and it really does make a difference being able to have a laugh while working with your colleagues. For instance, in this episode, you'll hear me finding out more about Fortnite from my colleague Keith Stewart, who I've worked with for years and who has become one of my closest friends. Guardian Jobs can help you find your good company. It promotes a world of work where potential flourishes by connecting people with rewarding careers at like-minded organisations, where values make the difference. It makes it easy to find roles that are relevant to your sector, location and seniority level. So you can trust Guardian Jobs to help you find a role where you can make a difference for yourself and your employer. And if you're a recruiter looking to attract a diverse candidate pool who share progressive values and are engaged with the world around them, trust Guardian Jobs to help you fill your vacancies with people who want to make a difference. So find your good company at gu.com slash good company. Now let's get on with this week's episode. Okay, hit me. Okay, so the dance that I uh, want you to guess is uh, it's characterized by extravagant synchronized swimming arm gestures <laughs> followed by a more rigid crossing arm movement. Synchronized swimming and then crossing arms. Yes. This is Keith Stewart, previously The Guardian's games editor, now a best-selling author. He's also a very good friend of mine, so I invited him onto the show to play a game with me. So kind of like swimming in midair. Swinging. 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 I thought you said swimming. Uh, Synchronised okay. swinging arm gesture, followed by rigid crossing arm movements. We're trying to guess dance moves that feature in the video game Fortnite from nothing more than a verbal description. These are swinging slightly higher and in front of the body. Feel free to play along at home. Okay. I have no I have no idea. What is this what is it called? It's the fresh dance. Oh I'm actually doing it now, which is not very good radio. Uh swinging arms and then you have the crossing arm uh, uh gesture. Fortnite Battle Royale became a runaway success in 2017, so much so that it has brought in more than one billion dollars, 
maybe two billion, and broke into mainstream culture in a way few video games manage. But towards the end of 2018, the game became the subject of some controversy, as one by one, people started to sue its creator Epic Games for copyright infringement. So what has the company been accused of copying? Code? Characters? Nope, it's choreography. And so what we've seen is um, a series of lawsuits against Epic Games, the maker of Fortnite, uh, claiming that they've infringed copyright uh, on at least three uh, of the dances that are issued in, that are used in Fortnite. While Fortnite Battle Royale is free to play, Epic has made its millions by selling additional digital content, including elements that players can use to personalise their avatars, from outfits to dance moves. As we'll find out in this show, however, copyright cases are anything but simple, especially since the dawn of the digital age. I'm Jordan Erica Weber, and this week we're looking at copyright in the digital age, and why the floss and other famous dance moves are proving to be an unexpected thorn in the side of video game developers. This is Chips With Everything. Hundreds of years before the invention of the internet, playwrights and artists from the Elizabethan era were struggling to protect their work. But if we go back even long before anyone had any sense of um, copyright or any sense of intellectual property, so even going back to the classical world, we have um, evidence that authors didn't like being copied. Uh, This idea of plagiarism as a moral wrong existed long before the idea of copyright infringement as a legal wrong. Um, And so obviously this is something that runs deep in many people. Dr. Barbara Laureate is a senior lecturer at the Dixon Poon School of Law at King's College London and a research fellow at the Oxford Intellectual Property Research Centre. One of her areas of expertise is literary and dramatic disputes in Shakespeare's time. So one of the things I did was I looked at the stationer's company, which had uh, responsibility for publishing during this time and almost an exclusive monopoly over works that were published during the Elizabethan era. Uh, what you do see that is the same is the, the motivations of the people. You see the authors being annoyed when um, something is misattributed to them or uh, is not attributed to them sometimes, or is copied in a way that is uh, that has errors. People being concerned about money, mm. <laughs> then they are annoyed in the same way that people would be today. Now, on this show, we're all about the digital. And this week, we're looking at how the dawn of the digital age has affected copyright law. Shakespeare obviously didn't have to worry about that, But that doesn't mean that his time was problem-free. So in the absence of copyright law, the theatre companies in the Elizabethan age developed their own sense of what was right and wrong and what was good business practice and what wasn't. And as far as resolving the disputes that arose from that, uh, there were a number of different methods. They could be financial. uh, They could be physical violence. 
and there are some instances mentioned in my article of um, of actual brawls breaking out in attempts to um, stop one company from doing something that another company disagrees with. Um, so it is it is similar to that. Also, we see this a little bit today um, that some of my colleagues have done work on graffiti artists. Graffiti artists are another community that tend to develop their own sense of norms in regulating acceptable copying within that group that really has nothing to do with the legal framework they're operating in. Barbara thinks we should have learned more from the creative world during the Elizabethan era and how best to protect our works of art. The dawn of the digital age and the increasing in copying technologies as well as the internet, which makes everyone both a content creator and a potential copier, has obviously had a profound influence on the way we look at copyright law today. The other aspect is the difficulty now with the internet, with increasing technologies, in copyright's ability to recognize what is a creative work, what should be protected. So it's not just about the copying where you see the technology affecting copyright's ability to be protected and ability to be enforced. You also have the fact that technology allows these new kinds of creative works that we never could have imagined when these laws were drafted, such as video games. The Fortnite dance moves debacle may prove to be an example of why the legal system isn't equipped to deal with all aspects of intellectual property. So yeah, Fortnite is, the the version of Fortnite that, that is famous and that everybody knows is Fortnite Battle Royale. And it's essentially an online multiplayer shooting game in which 100 players parachute onto a large island where they have to find weapons and other goods and then shoot each other until there's only one person left and that person gets the victory victory royale, which is essentially you've won. So it's kind of like a very cartoony, multiplayer interactive version of The Hunger Games. Keith Stewart is a best-selling author who was previously The Guardian's games editor and still writes regularly about games, including, recently, the game everyone's talking about, including us, Fortnite. Okay, but... How do you play it? Because you seem to spend a lot of your time hiding in bushes and pushing our friend Simon around in shopping trolleys. I like, I'm very much, I like to, I'm very much a tourist in the Fortnite world. I really like the part of the game where you spend a lot of the game, actually people think of it as being a violent game, but it's, it's really, you have these tight, very small moments of violence and for the rest of, which is very cartoony, but the rest of the time you're just exploring the landscape experimenting with things, trying to find items. But the landscape, what what I love about the game is that it's peppered with interesting artifacts that you can play and experiment with, like shopping trolleys. So it's a game really as much about experimenting with the landscape as it is about actually competing with other players. And what does a game then about trying to be the last person standing and experimenting with the landscape and stuff have to do with dancing? Why has it created a whole generation of children who all seem to know how to do the floss? (laughs) Yeah, in the game, it has a kind of a form, almost like a language based on what they call emotes, uh, so that you can, there's a series of um, actions that you can call on using a kind of a a circular taskbar in the game. And one of the things you can do within the world is to do very short dances. 
and it's meant as a kind of a means of showing off to other players uh, so so if you get a really good kill then you can sort of do a, do the floss and it's a way of sort of showing your dominance in that in that moment and so it's it, again it's just another playful game mechanic to sort of give you a bit of individuality in the game world the lawsuits against Epic Games came from several artists, starting in December 2018, although the conversation had been rumbling for months. At the time of recording, Epic Games has not made any comment with regards to any of the lawsuits. So we have the, act, the uh, rap artist uh, 2 Millie, who claims that his Millie rock dance is very much uh, mirrored in the game. Uh, Alfonso Ribeira, the actor from the 90s sitcom Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, says that the game uses something very similar to his carton dance. And um, Russell Horning, who's a better known as Backpack Kid, who was very famously appeared in a, in a Katy Perry video, uh, says that the floss dance, which is which is the most popular dance really in Fortnite, was uh, essentially his creation. So they're all they all have uh, copyright infringement lawsuits pending against Epic Games. While many people in the creative world are following these lawsuits, their outcome may have particular relevance to Black communities. As Chance the Rapper tweeted back in July 2018, Black creatives created and popularized these dances, but never monetized them. Imagine the money people are spending on these emotes being shared with the artists that made them. We've seen this a lot over the last 20 years, these kind of arguments about uh, cultural artefacts being used and exploited from the black community in major kind of corporate pieces of entertainment. You know, we're living in a meme culture now where where things are repurposed habitually. And I think this is the first big lawsuit of, of this era in which cultural products like dances or uh, short skits uh, are being explored from a legal standpoint. So there's a real worry about the sort of juxtaposition between copyright infringement and the freedom to create things from short cultural artefacts online. I think this is going to be a really interesting test case, and I think it will. I think it's going to make people stop and think. I think if there's millions of dollars involved in this, then sure, it's going to have an effect. After the break, we'll explore further why it proves so difficult to protect intellectual property in the digital world. I'm not sure there's anything that really needs to change. It just needs to, the facts need to be applied to the laws, and that needs to be argued out in court and to see whether it's copying or not. But I don't believe like having a new law that protects dance moves any more than it ex already exists is needed. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. 
That's 15% off at borough.com slash ACAST. Today in Focus is a new Guardian podcast that brings you closer to our journalism by getting behind the news every weekday. You'll join me, Anushka Astana, talking to people at the centre of the big stories impacting our world. We'll use personal perspectives and expert analysis to put you at the heart of what matters. Listen to Today in Focus and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Welcome back to Chips with Everything. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. This week, we're talking about why the immensely popular video game Fortnite is getting into trouble over dance moves and how to deal with copyright in the digital age. Guardian journalist Keith Stewart finished off the first half by explaining that this case is far from simple. But we wanted to dig a little further, so producer Danielle spoke to an expert in intellectual property law who focuses mainly on the creative industries. So my name's Alex Tutty. I'm the head of the computer games team at Sheridan's, which is the media and entertainment law firm. Are you a Fortnite fan? I'm, I'm rubbish at Fortnite. I'm absolutely terrible at it. Um, every time I play, I, I lose convincingly. <laughs> so we talked to Keith Stewart. He told us about the various lawsuits that are starting to add up against the video game and, and software developer Epic Games. Uh, so let's try and break it down. Why is this a tricky area? First of all, can you copyright a dance move? You can copyright a dance move, or it's, it's probably better to say you can copyright a dance. A dance move specifically in itself, like the moonwalk or something like that, cannot be copyrighted. That's only a small part of a larger dance move. Why not? The idea that you can only copyright things which in, involve a, uh, an element of intellectual effort, uh, one small part of a, of a larger piece shouldn't be something that should be um, protected by copyright. The idea being that you should be able to build on, within certain parameters, things that have come before. Now, the reason we recognise the dancers at the centre of these allegations is because they became famous on platforms like YouTube or on television. So they've all at least been filmed. Alex explains why that won't be enough for the claimants to win their case. The Carlton dance move is obviously filmed. The, the flossing dance move is obviously filmed. Um, what they need to prove, though, in order to to have a successful case is, one, that they came up with it, two, that they're the original creator of it, three, that it's substantial enough that it should be protected under copyright, and four, that Epic was aware of that when they copied it. So things like the Carlton dance, that is a full dance. You can't consider that a move, right? Yeah, I think you can consider the, the Carlton dance. I mean, I'm, I'm dredging my memory back to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episodes, but that's an interesting dance that he's seeking to rely on on that because a lot of people have drawn similarities to things that have gone before, especially Bruce Springsteen. Alfonso Ribeiro has spoken in the past about how his Carlton dance is based on a mix between Courtney Cox's dance moves in the Bruce Springsteen video for Dancing in the Dark and Eddie Murphy's so-called white people dance, which he performed during a live stand-up performance. Now, if it's not an original dance move, then Alfonso Ribeiro can't own the copyright in it. Maybe it subsists somewhere else, or maybe no one actually knows where it is. But he's going to have to prove that he came up with it first and he's the original creator. There are several arguments that Epic Games could use to defend selling these dance moves on Fortnite. But artists like the Backpack Kid have their arguments too. In the end, there's no guarantee as to how this will turn out. I do believe that, you know, while there's an arguable 
case here and it's not clear cut and no one's saying this is an absolute slam dunk i don't think any commentator saying well you know oh absolutely dance moves are protected and these people have ripped it off you know you've got to look at the, the other side and epic's defense and that i don't think there's anything here that says this is an absolutely slam dunk and epic uh, you know clearly guilty now i'm not prejudging how the courts might might interpret it but there's clearly a lot more to be dug in about who came up with these dances when they were come up with were they original were they copying off other people on chips with everything we often hear experts say that technology influences legislation and that legislation needs to catch up in this case however alex doesn't believe that the law is totally to blame i don't actually believe that copyright laws need to catch up the, the problem is the infringements are, are happening all around the world and with digital downloads and, and like very popular games like fortnite it seems like there's a huge problem it's actually the same problem that's always been there i'm not sure there's anything that really needs to change it just needs to the facts need to be applied to the laws and that needs to be argued out in court and to see whether it's copying or not but i don't believe like having a new law that protects dance moves any more than it ex- already exists is needed For anybody listening who thinks they might have the makings of the next big dance sensation, the internet should not deter you from showing the world what you've got. I'd like to think that people aren't going to stop producing intellectual works just because there's a potential for infringements. There's always been the potential for infringements, but there is also the potential that they can make a lot of money out of it, or potentially they don't even want to make money out of it. People write books or write poems, maybe not to actually make money out of it, but basically to you know spread a message or tell a story to the world, and that is now easier to do. You can you can put out a film and it can be viewed by a lot more people. Um, so I'd like to think that potentially, while infringements will happen more frequently in the, in the sort of digital age, there is also the potential for a much wider audience, and and that should you know inspire people to continue to do it. That's all for this week. Special thanks to Barbara Laureate, Keith Stewart and Alex Tutty for joining us this week. There'll be a link to Keith's articles about Fortnite and Barbara's article on literary and dramatic disputes in Shakespearean time on this week's episode description on the Guardian website. Now, I'd like to hear from you. Do you or anyone you know have a story about how you met your partner using a dating app? I'd love to chat to you about it for an upcoming episode, so if you'd like to feature on the show, please send us an email at chipspodcast at theguardian.com. I'm Jordan Erica Weber. Thanks for listening. For more great podcasts from The Guardian, just go to theguardian.com slash podcasts.